Amen. Well, welcome to our Christmas Eve service. It's so great to see you tonight. Let's put our hands together. We're going to sing some Christmas hymns together. This worship, we sing. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let
say Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son. Jesus, we thank you for the willingness to humble yourself and take on the form of flesh, to live a sinless life, and to eventually 
go to a cross and pay a price. And we rejoice that you started in a manger, but Father, we rejoice that Jesus Christ now reigns on high and is coming back for his, for his beloved church. We celebrate Christmas together. We acknowledge the goodness and, yes, the greatness of our Father. And, Father, I pray now that you would bless every heart tonight with, an ex- with the extreme blessing of Christmas right in our heart. We honor you. We bless you. We love you in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. Let's praise him again one more time. Well, it's here, folks. You've been waiting all year for Christmas Eve. Here we are. So absorb it all. Take it all in. Give somebody a handshake, a hug. Tell them Merry Christmas. Welcome to Calvary Church. You've, uh, all of you are welcome, especially those of you that are guests. We always have family members that bring uh, out-of-town family in, so thank you for being here. There's an information card. If you would just complete that, we'd love to have the, uh, a record of your visit. We've got outside in the lobby. Uh, we'd love to get a chance to know you, shake your hand, hug your neck, just thank you that you're here. So family, can we just let our guests know how much we do appreciate them being with us tonight? Amen. Well, we're going to jump right into uh, the Lord's tithe and our offerings today. If you have an offering for Jesus, that's our, our tradition here. We'll have the live nativity on the south end of the building, and there's the offering there for the kids for the offering for Jesus. We're going to receive the Lord's tithe and offering and here, there's a couple of things to remind you as the ushers come forward. Uh, we have the live nativity tonight. Next week, we are back at it on Saturday at 5 o'clock, Sunday, uh, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Pastor Michael uh, Eskimi is bringing the fire, and we're going to finish out the year. Then we'll go into... Uh, We'll go into come and go communion and our end of year service, uh, a bereavement service. So we want you to be a part of that. Come and go. Enjoy the family time together as we honor those that have passed uh, this year. Well, Pastor Ross isn't here tonight. He is. He was in the hospital. Got a phone call not too long ago. Hello, Pastor. He's listening to us online. So we might want to tell him how much we love him, and we're glad that he's here. We're glad that you're out of the hospital, Pastor. So Pastor Michael Escamilla will come and uh, bring us a, a, a devotion, a note from the, from the Word of God in just a moment. Here's Pastor's words to us today. He says, Merry Christmas, Calvary. I'm so sorry I cannot be there today with you, but I have good news. Christ has come. And His name is Emmanuel. And that means God is with us wherever we are. He is with us on the mountaintop. He is with us in the valley. He is with us with loved ones, and He is with us when we're all alone. He is also with us tonight, and He will be with us tomorrow. He is with us even when we may not want Him. So rejoice and celebrate because our Savior and King has come, and the world will never be the same. Thank you, Pastor. We're going to take this time now and receive the Lord's tithe in your offering uh, 
you know, it's the end of year. God, is, God has been good all year long, family. Just another time that we can honor him with our first fruits. Father, we thank you for this time of, of offering and giving. We ask you to bless the gift and the giver. And Lord, we know that all things come from you and they're all good. So we honor you tonight. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you. Let's go. 
greatest of kings, born in the most humble of places. of myrrh to honor the sacrifice. Christmas, Calvary Church, it is so good to see you. If you're joining us online tonight, a special welcome to you. And for those of you who haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name's Michael, and I'm not Pastor Ross, okay? And so I know um, we need to kind of set some expectations because all of you came in here tonight believing Pastor Ross was going to be here. And so Pastor Ross is here, and I'm somewhere over here, and there's a gap in between, no? Okay, well, at least that's what I feel like uh, tonight. And, but again, Christmas is all about managing expectations. Isn't that true? 
I mean, in every area of our lives, especially during the Christmas season, we're, we're trying, there's this anticipation, there's this excitement of what Christmas is going to look like. Maybe it's a gift that you want to receive. Maybe it's a relationship that you thought was going to happen. Maybe it's a meal that you were planning on. Maybe in your finances, you thought your finances would look different during this Christmas season. But we all have to manage expectations in our lives. And so the bottom line for my Devo here, this talk that I want to share with you this evening is just simply this, that what you want isn't always what you need. What you want isn't always what you need. And this truth was surrounding the very first Christmas that we just saw was represented because Even at the very first Christmas, the expectations were here. And what the people received that very first Christmas isn't what they expected. And I remember the expectation in my own life. Linnell and I, we we have been married for many, many years. In fact, I met her on her 16th birthday and I was 19 at the time. Um, Some people would say I was stalking her. I would just say I was pursuing her aggressively. Okay, and we got married and we have three incredible kids and we have known each other for a very long time. And so I I thought whenever she got me a gift, I I saw it and it was wrapped and it it was a big gift. And so I was expecting this great gift. I, I was just thinking to myself, maybe it's a surround sound stereo system and I can finally have an excuse to buy that 85-inch television to go along with it. That's what I was expecting. But when, whenever, as the weeks were going on, I would accidentally bump into it, or I would make up an excuse to have to move the box so that I could feel how much weight or girth was there, trying to figure it out like you do. But the day finally came for me to open up the gift. And this is what Linnell got me. To shop vac. And some of you are laughing because you know me. And then some of you are thinking, what's wrong with that gift, Michael? That's a great gift. And you're exactly right. It is a great gift for someone else. Because here's the truth of the matter. I don't have a shop and I don't vac. Okay, I don't whittle things, I don't cut things, I don't saw things, I don't create things with my hands, okay? I send emails, all right? I I don't have a shop and I definitely don't vac. And, And in the nicest, most loving way possible, I looked at Linnell and I said, what were you thinking? Because my expectations were here, but they were met to write about here. And during that first Christmas, the, the Israelites, the, the Jewish people in the first century, they were expecting someone or something else. See, the Israelites, they were oppressed by the Roman Empire at this time. And, and Israel was kind of off in this small section of the world and no one was really paying attention to Israel. But the Jews knew in the Old Testament that God had promised them a Messiah, That God would send someone to deliver them. That God would send someone to rescue them. He had made a promise to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. He had made a covenant with with David and said, there will always be someone in your family to rule on the throne. 
And then the very last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, after Malachi's written, there's over 400 years of silence. And many people thought it's just a fairy tale. It's just something our parents believed in. It's a long time ago. God, if there is a God, he's forgotten about us. And I don't even know if there is a God. And so on the very first Christmas, they, they weren't expecting a baby to be born in a manger. No, they, they were expecting a king. They were expecting a general. They were expecting a warrior. They were expecting someone to come and to deliver them from Roman oppression. And you know the story so well. It's so familiar with us. And, and we romanticize it and, and we can't really touch it or feel it or, or smell it necessarily. But Mary and Joseph, they're engaged to be married. And Joseph had this expectation that he was going to marry Mary and then eventually they would have kids. But one day Mary shows up and she says, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a baby. And Joseph, he's a righteous man, the Bible tells us. And so he says, I'm going to divorce you quietly, Mary. I'm not going to write any comments in your social media. I'm, I'm going to divorce you quietly so that you're not embarrassed, so that no one knows. And you can raise this child on your own. But then Matthew, he writes his account of the gospel. And listen to what Matthew says. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. Jo Joseph, no doubt, is saying, hold on, Gabriel, time out. This isn't what I expected, Gabriel. I have a five-year plan. I have a 10-year plan. This was not supposed to happen to me. Uh, you want me to still marry Mary, even though this is not my son. Where his expectations were and what he was faced with, he had a decision to make. And Gabriel, he, the angel tells them this, that you will name this son of yours Jesus. Can you just say that name with me? Jesus. One more time. Let's try it again. Jesus. What an incredible, incredible name. But this name was very common during that time. In fact, the Jewish people, they would have known the Hebrew word, the name Jesus was Yeshua. We would know it as Joshua. And they had a familiarity with, with Joshua because he was the one who took the baton from Moses after Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he led them into the promised land. He was this incredible warrior and leader and military general that gave Israel victory and the promised land that God had promised. And they defeated all of their enemies. But Gabriel, you're telling me that, that Jesus is going to save. He's not going to save us from the Roman Empire. No, he's going to save us from our sin. I, I remember this story. I, I was a youth pastor and one of our students, he had this T-shirt that he would wear to high school and it said, Jesus saves. And one of the students came up to him and he said, hey, who's Jesus Chavez? Because he had no idea what Jesus saves means. But, but what 
Gabriel is telling Joseph, he says, Gabriel, Joseph, Jesus, he's going to save the world from their sin. And maybe you're here tonight and, and you just came out of a favor for a family member. Maybe you just come on Christmas Eve. This is part of of a religious act for you, or, or maybe someone invited you or promised you dinner afterwards. I, I don't know why you're here tonight, but maybe you really don't believe in this whole Jesus stuff or this God stuff, or even in the Bible, you're not sure where you're at in your faith. And I'm so glad that you're here tonight. But even if you don't believe in God, even if you don't believe in Jesus, even if you don't believe in the Bible, you know this is true. That there's something broken inside of me and there's something broken inside of you. That it doesn't matter how much money you try to make. It doesn't matter how many relationships you jump from. It doesn't matter how many times you swipe right or tap twice. It doesn't matter what your GPA is or how many positions you have or how many degrees you have. None of that matters when it's just you by yourself. When you are with just you and the noise of life quiets down and you lay your head on your pillow at night. You know, I know. There's something broken inside of of me. And is this all that there is to this life? Is, Is this it? Because what we wanted, what we think we want in life is different than what we need. Because what God knew is that we needed a baby. We needed a savior. Now, I don't know about the rest of the men in the room, but I'm terrified to hold a little baby, except when it was my own kids, because I always think that I'm going to break them. But isn't there something magical? Isn't there something incredible when you hold a little child? All of your walls come down. And what we heard earlier, Emmanuel, God with us. We didn't need a great big God that's far, that's distant from us. We needed God to come near to you and to me. One of the great highlights of of my life is I have a friend and he grew up in in a Hindu family and he's come to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And and I would sit down and I would talk to him and and ask him, hey, did you ever hear about Jesus? Did you ever know about the church? How did you come to faith in Christ? And he said, no, Michael, We have dozens of God. In fact, it feels like we have a God for everything. And and in my faith, in my religion, my parents taught me that we had to sacrifice in order to please the gods. We had to sacrifice in order to get in right with the gods. And so when I heard about Jesus, when I heard about faith, when I heard about Christianity, it blew my mind because I couldn't comprehend that a God would sacrifice for me, that a God would leave heaven And become a man, become a child, become vulnerable, become someone who needed someone else to take care of them for me. See, the Christmas story has always been not about what we want, but about what we needed. And Jesus came as a baby who would grow into a man who was sinless and spotless and he took God's wrath. He took God's judgment. He took the punishment that you deserve and that I deserve on that cross that we call Calvary. And he took our shame and our guilt and our sin and he conquered death 
hell and the grave. And what we wanted wasn't what we needed. Because Jesus came to save us from our sin. Now back to the shop vac. My wife knew what I needed. She's so smart. Because we have three little kids. We have, well, they're older now. They're teenagers. But I've, I brought a picture of them. And, and they're going to show it to you guys. Aren't they cute? This is way back in the day. That's Abby and Malachi and, and Lily, our youngest. And, and if you have small children, parents, you know this. That mealtime is a messy time. I mean, there's Cheerios on the floor, there's Cheerios on the table, there's Cheerios in their clothes, there's Cheerios in my ears somehow. I don't know how all of that worked out, but, but mealtime was a messy time. And what my wife knows is that I have OCD and I like things a certain way. When I mow my lawn, I want the patterns to be able to be seen from NASA in outer space, Okay. <laughs> Because I need things to be a certain way. And so whenever my kids would make a mess, I would go and grab the shop vac. And I would start sucking all of the Cheerios and noodles and mac and cheese and everything else. And I only gave them a vacuum hickey just a couple of times and they were fine. It was okay. But Linnell knew what I needed. Not what I wanted, but what I needed. And now my kids, they're teenagers. And now the mess isn't at the table, it's actually in their bedroom. So parents, if you got any advice how I can keep my kids' bedrooms clean, I need a bigger shop vac, probably is what I need. But here, here's the whole point of that. Life gets messy, doesn't it? Life is messy. Your relationships, maybe in your finances, maybe some of you in here, you're struggling with addiction. And maybe you try to drink or take enough pills just to numb the pain to make it through another day. Maybe you're dealing with anxiety or depression even during this Christmas season and you're surrounded by family and you're surrounded by friends, but you have never been more alone. Why? Because life is messy. But what I want to remind you today is this, that there is a God who was born in a manger who loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He's not trying to get back at you. He's not angry with you. He's not frustrated with you. He loves you and your situation and your circumstance that you're walking through right now is not a reflection of how God feels about you how God feels about you is demonstrated in this manger and on that cross over 2,000 years ago God is in love with you we can praise God for that absolutely we can thank God for his love and his grace and his mercy and so our team is getting ready to sing another song for us but before they do that because you might say, Michael, you don't know the mess that I've made of my life. You don't know the decisions that I've made. You don't know how I've wrecked my marriage or I've wrecked my future or, or how I've broken relationships and I've broken trust with the people around me. You don't know how bad I am. And I don't. But God does. And can I stand here and tell you something today? I grew up in the church. I knew all the Bible stories. I knew all the Bible characters. I knew all the names. But it wasn't my faith, it was my parents' faith. So as a teenager, I started hanging out with the wrong people. I became a liar, a thief, a manipulator. I was jumping from one relationship to another, to another, looking for the next thrill, looking for the next high. And it wasn't until I lost everything and I was at the bottom 
And the only place that I could look was up. That I finally said, okay, Jesus, if this is real, and if you still love me, then I want to accept you as my savior. Can I tell you something? And everything wasn't perfect the very next day, but that began a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I've never looked back and I've never regretted making that decision to follow Christ. And so if just for a moment, if you'll bow your head and just close your eyes and if just for this moment, if no one can move around, just out of respect for this, the people sitting next to you, maybe you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what, Michael, I've never made a decision to make God my savior, to make Jesus Christ my savior, but I want to tonight. Or maybe you haven't been to church in a really long time and and you made a decision once, but you haven't been following Christ. And maybe tonight's the night where you would want to recommit your life to Christ. So if that's you tonight and you're saying, Michael, my life is a mess right now. But if if it's true, if if there's really a God who wants to show me his grace and his love and his mercy, will you just slip up your hand and you can put it right back down? Thank you so much. Thank you. You can put it right back down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you for it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I see you in the balcony. Even if you're making a decision online right now, I want you to know God loves you and he sees you right where you are. And church, we're all going to say this prayer together. And and if you're praying this prayer for the first time, I want to let you know there's nothing magical. There's nothing mysterious. This isn't a formula. It's just you saying, God, I surrender my life to you. I need a savior. And so all of us, everyone in the room, everyone watching online, we're all going to say this together. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. I've made a mess of my life. And I need a savior. God, will you forgive me of my sin? Make me new. Make me clean. I surrender my life to you. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my King. Be my friend. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Church, can we give a hand to everyone who made that decision tonight? Thank you so much. And if that was you tonight, I would love to meet you right after this service. I'm going to be over here by these trees to your right, to my left. And I would love to get to know you, answer any questions you might have about the church and about your next step in your relationship with Christ. And and I want to let you know something. If you're visiting here today, we would love for you to make Calvary Church your home. We know there's many churches in the area, but we would love for you to be a part of what God is doing here at Calvary Church. And they're getting ready to sing this song. Hark, the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. And what we just celebrated, God and sinners reconciled. Let's worship together tonight.
praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas, family. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for an encouraging word tonight. Don't you appreciate Pastor Michael Eskimian? Can we just... I mean, he had all a two days' notice, folks, though. Uh, and how about our choir? All last weekend, tonight... There is probably not any group of people any more ready to have Christmas Eve than this group right here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your service to the Lord. Amen. Well, if you could be seated for just a moment. You know, the beginning of this year, we started a transition time. Of Pastor Ross announced that he was, he was going to be uh, resigning and retiring from senior pastor by the end of this year. And that began a search. Deacons got involved and the staff and we had a search committee group and all through the year we began this process through the spring and summer and, and even into the fall. And the Lord was so gracious and grateful. The pastor announced that we were going to do this and by the fall uh, we had landed on, on God's man for this time of, of history of Calvary Church. Pastor Marty Sloan, he's in the house tonight. We're going to have him come and, and just uh, give us a greeting in just a moment. And what we want you to know is that uh, Pastor Ross, is he's been for this the whole time. He has encouraged the, the, the leadership to move forward. He has met Pastor Marty way back in, in the fall, was very encouraged in their relationship, and couldn't be any more excited. These are all the things he was going to say to you tonight until the double pneumonia set in. So I'm going to pitch it, pitch it for him for just a minute and just let you know that our pastor of 20 years couldn't be any more excited about what God is doing in the future of Calvary Church with Pastor Marty. He said it this way. I wish I could be there to welcome Pastor Marty and Becky, but I know you will welcome them with open arms. How he knows us. Andrea and I love you and pray God's very best for you today and every day. Thank you for 20 great years. Merry Christmas and happy birthday, Jesus. Love, Pastor Randall Ross. So family, as we turn the page to the next 20 years plus. It is with great joy that we get to offer and honor and welcome our new senior pastor, Pastor Marty Sloan. Come on, get up on your feet. Give Jesus a big hand today. Come on. Our Lord, our Savior, our Messiah, our King, our everything. Come on, do better than that. He's worthy this evening. Yes. Yes, he is. Don't sit down. I won't just take a second of your time real fast. I'll get you home in just a moment to get ready for Christmas. I know you cannot wait to get home and pray the rest of the night that that gift is what you're looking for, right? That gift under the tree is not the shop vac. What I want to know is, did she ever buy you the boom box? That's all I'm asking for, the, the surround sound. Did you ever get that gift in, in the relationship there? Let me tell you this. I, I do this Christmas Eve service every year for many years as a pastor. 
And I find folks to come out every year very faithful to this service. And I just want to tell you that the church is here every week. And in, in all seriousness and fun, I just want you to know that Jesus was born for a reason, not just for a season. And he was born to give you life at its fullest and the most abundant level possible. Jesus wants to give you a wonderful life. And so I want to invite you to come back to be part of Calvary Church the next few weeks because come the first week of the year, it'll be my first weekend, your first weekend. Let's do this whole year together and just see what God has. Wouldn't it be fun to think that you could start the year with the new pastor, a brand new season for the church? new season for your life. And let's just take a few weeks in time and try this. You don't like it. We're not going to hold you hostage. But just come on back, check out what God has because God has a great plan for your life. And so I want to encourage you, come back next weekend to Calvary, Saturday, 5 o'clock, uh, Sunday, uh, 9 and 11. And then the next weekend, which is the first weekend of the brand new year, 2020, come out for my first weekend and let's see what God can do with all of us together because God has a great plan for your life. So come on back, okay? We're going to sing a song together in just a second. I want you to sing as loud as you can because he's worthy of the highest praise we can give. He is a good God. Are you ready to sing? Say yes. yes. Let's worship. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, Christmas Day tomorrow. If you want prayer for your life, our team will be here to receive you, pray with you for anything at all in your life. We want to minister to you. Also, as you go out straight in this main corridor, there's a live nativity scene. There's real animals and real humans. It's pretty cool. Go check it out. And uh, you, you just follow the smell. You'll find the animals, okay? They're right down this lane right here, okay? Hand up high. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May his love surround you. May his grace flow through you. And may you have a wonderful Christmas. And don't forget that Jesus is the reason for the season. God bless you guys. See you back here soon. It's been a great crowd. Bye-bye.